Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, December 11th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, what's on Congress's to-do list this week? Number two, what to watch? And number three, what Patrick McHenry wants to accomplish before he retires. All right, happy Monday morning. We are leading Punchbowl News AM with a top focused on what is expected to be Congress's final scheduled week in session of 2023. Lawmakers are anxious to head home for the holidays in the next few days, but there are a few outstanding issues that could alter that timetable. There is a better than even chance that Congress will leave town without approving critical new aid for Ukraine and Israel, two staunch U.S. allies locked in bitter wars. And the House is on track to formalize its impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. These could turn out to be the most consequential decisions of this entire Congress. So first, let's turn to Ukraine. President Vladimir Zelensky is traveling to Washington this week to deliver a last-minute plea for aid, even as GOP opposition continues to grow. Zelensky will attend an all-senators meeting on Tuesday morning at the invitation of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He'll also meet face-to-face with Speaker Mike Johnson and Biden. This is Zelensky's third trip to the Capitol since Russia invaded Ukraine in February 2022, and it's not an overstatement to say that these will be his most important conversations with U.S. officials since the war began. Biden and most lawmakers believe Ukraine's fate is directly tied to Congress's ability to approve a new aid package by year's end. The holdup remains the same, of course, Republicans continuing to insist that the migrant crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border be addressed in the same foreign aid package as any new Ukraine funding. For weeks, the only optimism we've heard is that the urgency of providing aid to Ukraine would push lawmakers to get a border deal. Yet, up until now, that hasn't led to any sort of deal at all. The lead negotiators, Senators James Langford and Chris Murphy, indicated during separate Sunday show appearances that little progress was made over the weekend. Murphy, however, said he expects the White House to get more engaged on the issue. This, of course, would need to happen quickly. So that is where things stand there. Let's move on to the impeachment inquiry. The House Rules Committee has a Tuesday markup scheduled on a resolution formalizing the Biden impeachment inquiry, which is being run by the Oversight, Judiciary and Ways and Means Committees. This is a day before the president's son, Hunter Biden, is scheduled to be deposed by the Oversight Committee. The younger Biden was indicted Thursday in California on tax evasion charges brought by special counsel David Weiss. Hunter Biden faces separate federal gun charges in Delaware. James Biden, the president's father, had a subpoena deadline last week. It's clear that moderate House Republicans, even those in districts that Biden won in 2020, are ready to back a formal impeachment inquiry. Yet we continue to believe it'll be very difficult for Johnson and House GOP leaders to avoid a Biden impeachment vote once an inquiry is opened. So the stakes here are very high. What else to expect this week on the House floor? After the Senate passes the NDAA, the House will pick it up and try to clear it by the end of the week. Conservative House Republicans are in a bit of an uproar over Johnson's decision to tie an extension of FISA authority to the annual Pentagon policy bill. We expect upwards of 50 
GOP no votes on the NDAA. And there's more. The House has an FAA extension bill on its suspension calendar. This bill would extend most federal aviation programs to March 8th. The Senate will need unanimous consent to pass this quickly. Let's go on to the number two story of the morning. What we're watching this week on Monday, the House Rules Committee will have to prepare several bills for the floor, including two competing FISA reform proposals. On Tuesday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky, as we said at the top, will meet with all senators in the man-sealed room on the Senate floor at 9 a.m. He'll then head to the other side of the Capitol to meet with Speaker Mike Johnson. The House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee will hold a hearing on the GSA's process of selecting Maryland over Virginia for FBI headquarters. GSA and FBI officials will testify And the House Rules Committee will consider the resolution to open an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Senate Judiciary Committee has a hearing about ensuring accountability for corporate criminals. On Wednesday, the House Financial Services Committee has a hearing on money flow to Iran with two senior Biden administration officials. And Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell will host his final press conference for the year at 2.30 p.m. after the Federal Open Market Committee decides its next interest rate move. Economists expect the U.S. Central Bank to hold rates steady. And the number three story of the morning from the vault, Brendan Peterson has an interview with House Financial Services Committee Chair Patrick McHenry, fresh off his retirement announcement, speaking at length to us about financial policy and what he thinks 2024 could hold. There's a ton to unpack here. So I'm going to do the high level, but if you want to go deeper, you can read Punchbowl News AM at punchbowl.news. So starting at the high level, as we wrote in Friday's PM edition, McHenry is more bullish than we'd expect about the potential for policymaking next year, given the upcoming elections. But the North Carolina Republican thinks that the fiscal year 2024 spending fights scheduled for January and February offer a rare opportunity for legislating in the new year. House Financial Services Committee's tentative early 2024 schedule includes hearings focused on Biden's, quote, rogue regulators in January, holding bad actors accountable in February and ensuring American competitiveness come March. McHenry's personal legislative goals continue to revolve around consumer data privacy reform, digital asset reform and capital formation. The Senate's political dynamics will continue to be the chief obstacle to those efforts, particularly with crypto. Senate Banking Committee Chair Shara Brown opposes the House GOP's digital assets bill. Brown's tough-looking re-election makes us more skeptical about the potential for bicameral dealmaking. But there is that digital download. McHenry told us it was time for the House to take a closer look at the anti-money laundering rules for crypto. This should get both the Senate and the crypto industry's attention. To date, the Senate has been the most focused on anti-money laundering reform targeting crypto. When we pointed that out to McHenry, he acknowledged this is an area of potential bicameral compromise, which is news in and of itself. The effort in its very early stages, to be clear. Still, McHenry's interest in anti-money laundering policy is a sign that the industry might need to brace for some serious regulatory reform. And on the stable coin status, McHenry isn't backing down on his committee's approach to regulating stable coins, which has encountered resistance from Democrats and the Biden administration over limiting the Fed's role. 
McHenry acknowledged that the Fed isn't getting the supervision powers it's asking for when it comes to state-issued stablecoin firms. Stablecoins imitate the role of private money in crypto, which makes the U.S. central bank more than a little nervous. Brandon talked to him about all that and more, including outbound overtures. Uh, you can check that out again at punchbowl.news. As always, we appreciate you listening to The Daily Punch. Jake will be back with me tomorrow morning to talk about all of the rest of what is happening here in Washington as we wind down the end of towards the end of the year. If you like The Daily Punch, please share it with your friends. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also sign up for our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.